The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the third chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor, for I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What then should we do? In reply, he said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. Whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to him, Collect no more than the amount prescribed to you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation, all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah. John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water. The one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So, with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. I have a request for you today. Okay. Awesome. I would like for one or two of you to tell me short, very short, small, brief stories about a time when you were really, really happy. So I want you to think, have you ever been really, really happy? I want you to think of that, yeah? Okay, think of that in your head. And if possible, if you want to, you don't have to, but if you want to, can you tell us that story of being really, really happy? Okay, Jack. Um, every Christmas and one time when I was about to be four, I think I was jumping for joy. Jumping for joy. Because it was Christmas? Um, it was my fourth birthday and every Christmas. Oh, so every Christmas and on your fourth birthday, you jump for joy. Yeah, but not in every Christmas, but only, only on a parking lot. Okay. That sounds cool. 
What was there anything in particular happening in that moment that made you jump for joy, or you were just so happy you were jumping for joy? Um, I was so happy for jumping for joy, and it was my fourth birthday, and and I I was going to a bowling alley. Nice. That's some pretty cool stuff right there. Anyone else? Ava. Whenever you, re- yeah, whenever you rearrange your room, you get this feeling because you're looking forward to going there and having a new place. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool feeling. Lily and Brady. Wow, you went to Addie and Elena's house and you made a gingerbread boy and a gingerbread girl. And other crafts. Wow. And who else was Wow. So you had family and you had some really good food. I can see how happy you are. That's so cool. One more, Anthony. Yeah, you spend time with family. So happy to see you. Yeah, there's something about having everybody together that makes us happy sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. This week we're talking about joy, and I think every one of the things you were talking about, I think jumping for joy, and I think rearranging your room and having that feeling. I think making really cool gingerbread things and everything you made and seeing your family. And I think that seeing family and, and really enjoying it, all of that qualifies as joy. Today we have a story. And it's one where God's asking us to make sure that we're doing the right things. But that's really because that God has a great love for us and wants us to share joy with one another. How do you best share joy with someone else? How do you share that happy feeling that you were telling me about? Yeah. Smile. That's part of it. What else? Yeah. Doing really awesome things for each people. Yeah. Some of those really awesome things is like if you have a bunch of coats and someone doesn't have one, a really awesome thing to do is to share your coat. And if you have a lot of food and someone else doesn't have food, Share your food. And if you're in a position of power, if you're in charge, like your mom or your dad, if you're in charge, do the thing that's best for everyone and not just yourself. Care for everyone. That's how we share these feelings and that's how we get to share joy with one another. Now, once again today, we're going to light a candle And we're going to sing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And we're going to think about that joy, that feeling that we've had these past few days. 
Now, who has not helped light the candle so far? Not. I feel, well, you were first, so I'm going to go not so far. There's still one more. But I want you to look. See that candle that's pink up there? Yeah. We're going to light that one today, along with the other two. And we're lighting that one because there is a great, great love and joy for us that comes from God. As we light a special candle today just for that. That sound good? I see a lot of hands, but we're going to sing right now, okay? There is something about the unknown that can be spiritual, so. God of the brokenhearted and oppressed. You promised to send your chosen one who gives a garland instead of ashes to those who mourn, who brings down the powerful and lifts the lowly. As we light these candles, open our lips to testify to the true light coming into the world who enlightens everyone. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the desert. Reveal your truth to us and fill our mouths with the shouts of joy that declare the great things you have done for us. Amen. And there's a snack.
In the name of Jesus, amen. You are loved. And you are loved deeply and fully and wholly. And you are not loved because of what you produce or what you can do or what you will make happen. You are only loved, only loved, because there's just love for you. In today's text, we have something that's about that love. But it can get confusing. We have John the Baptist going before Jesus, arriving ahead of Jesus, and announcing, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. And people, when they hear this baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, they have some questions, as do I. What then should we do? And John the Baptist gives answers, which is so cool because you like almost never get answers. Just direct answers in Scripture. But he gives a few answers. If you have more than one coat, give to someone who has none. And the same with food. And he goes into a few different professions, doesn't he? He goes into the tax collector and he goes into the soldier. People get to ask about their specific professions. I don't know if you've done this too, but I've thought of what I do on a regular basis, of me as a pastor, and as a husband, and as a son, and a friend. I've thought of those things, and I've tried repenting in the midst of those things, and trying to turn myself... And I've failed, and I've failed greatly. It is not hard for me to say the confession at the beginning of the service. I believe that fully. But then I go back and I hear that I'm forgiven, and I do some more work, and I fail, and I hear that I'm forgiven, and I do some more work, and I fail, and it gets layered over time, doesn't it? All of this work and all of this forgiveness... But somewhere along the line, something switched in my head. I'd started to relate the great forgiveness and love that God has for me to the work that I was doing. I started to relate how hard I was trying to the forgiveness and love and the type of work I was doing to forgiveness and love and, and maybe what kind of person I was to the forgiveness and love. And I'm not sure that was right. Because if we remember at the beginning, there was just water on us. There was just water in our baptisms. For some of us very young and for some of us very old and everywhere in between. But in the very beginning, there was just water. We hadn't done anything. We hadn't deserved anything. And there was love first. And then there was teaching. And then there was shaping. And then there was calling. But the love comes first. You see, God doesn't need us 
God doesn't need us to produce. God doesn't need us for God's plan. After all, sometimes if we think there's security in that thing that God needs us, John the Baptist takes it out from under us. Even the rocks can do what you are called to do. No, this isn't about what we produce. This is about God's love for us. And that changes, I think, the way that we hear these words. If this is less about us doing something that God needs done, us doing a chore, and more about God trying to pour love into us, then the instructions are different, aren't they? God pours love into us in the midst of sharing with one another. And God pours love into us in the midst of justice for one another. And God pours love into us in the midst of our broken selves, the ones who can't do these things very well, trying. And even when we don't. Because first there was water. You didn't do these things first. You didn't know these things first. You were first loved. It's the same as the people who we are called to share with, and it's the same as the people who are called to share with us. They first had water too. They were first loved too. All of this is about sharing love. And so when you hear John the Baptist calling you to repent and the forgiveness of sins, I don't want you to hear that you are terrible and that one day you'll be able to earn this. No. I want you to hear that God wants to shape you into something where you feel the depth of love that's for you. And you're able to share that depth of love with others. This is for our good. This is for our good. It's not just about some kingdom that's for someone else. It's not just about making sure someone else has a coat. It's for our own good too. That we would know this love. So I want you to think. In a way similar to last week and in a way similar to the week before, but I want you to think in my life, in my job, in my profession, in wherever I am and whatever I'm doing, if I were to ask what should be changed, what should I do, what would it be? I want you to think of the things that you feel like you're failing at. I want you to think of the things that you feel need to change, the things that you've tried for a long time to change but just can't. And in the midst of all that, know that when God's calling you to change, God's already loved you and already loving you. This isn't about your failures. This is about God's love. 
God be with you in the attempt in those changes. God be with you as you come to understand who you are as a loved person. And God be with all the people that in this love we will come into contact with. God be with you in this season of joy. Amen.